You're about to hear opinions that you may like. Then again, you might hear some that offend you. We don't apologize for that. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Here's a question that I'm sure a lot of other people are asking as well. Why can't our politicians balance a budget, especially in Congress? Congress agrees to, well, kick the can, an increasingly expensive can, down the road again. We're going to talk about that and what it means to you. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for being a part of American Viewpoints. But we're going to get started with another lightning rod debate, and that's over immigration. What is a smart, a moral, an economically sound immigration policy, and how do we get there? Dave Ray is with the Federation for American Immigration Reform. He joins me now. Dave, thank you so much for the time. Hey, you bet, Mike. Good to be with you, my friend. Let's start with uh, kind of the overall bigger picture from an economics perspective. A week or two ago, I had some folks on from the uh, Center for Growth and Opportunity that was uh, very, very pro-immigration. And and frankly, I don't know anybody who's anti-immigration, just anti-illegal immigration. But their argument was the more the better. We need workers, which is true. So what we need to do is basically just relax the rules um, as much as we can to bring in as many immigrants as we can. I'm paraphrasing, but what what would be the ideal goal of the immigration policy that we should have in America? Well, I mean, it's a common sense approach to both illegal and legal immigration, and in order to not mix them, I'll speak to them separately. Most Americans understand the need to have border security because most, most of the public locks their doors when they go to bed at night. For the simple reason, not that you think your neighbors are all bad people or that you think your fellow citizens are all thieves, but the fact is you want to have control over who's entering your home at night when you're asleep. The same applies to the border. We want to be a welcoming country, but we need to know who is coming into our country and what is coming into our country to protect our people. I mean, we know that the the current border situation, we're going to have a, a million apprehensions this year, very likely on the southern, on the southwestern border, uh, we have a massive influx of illegal drugs coming over the border. In addition to people who are being intercepted by the border patrol, who have ties to terrorism. With all that said, uh, if you don't have a border, you don't have a nation. And for those who think open borders and anyone and everyone who comes in. Uh, is fine. Um, You're going to get a lot of bad apples with the good apples. The question with with the legal immigration is how can you select people who are going to be, who are going to have the skills that are suited for a modern day America? Our current immigration system, we let in about a million people a year, uh, but the current system selects immigrants primarily based on having family members here, which is really not a good way of selecting whether or not somebody has the skills they need to succeed in the United States. And when I say family members, these are not even immediate family members. It's aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters, so on and so forth. 1.1 million of them every year. They're not doing very well once they arrive. As you can imagine, I mean, 25% of legal immigrants are coming in with less than a high school education. It's no surprise that half of immigrant households are on some form of public assistance. It's because they simply can't make it. Uh, FAIR has advocated a return to more normalized flows of immigration, which is about 500000 a year. And we would want to move our system to a merit-based immigration system, whereby we would select immigrants based on having uh, 
skills, talents, level of education, familiarity with English, and they would come in as a packet. In other words, the immigrant, uh, the spouse, and the minor children would all come in together, and we would have a uh, secure southern border at the same time. Uh, immigration, that, if you have an immigration system like that, what you're doing is setting uh, everyone up to make immigration good for America and good for the immigrants. The immigrants will succeed because they have skills when they come in and some level of English. And by making themselves better, they'll make America better. Dave, let me follow up there. And that has to do with the purpose of our immigration policy. I think a lot of people are arguing right now that the purpose of the debate is to help those coming into the country. What I'm hearing you say is, well, the purpose of the immigration policy is to benefit the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Immigration must first and foremost, like every other social policy, be in the national interest. If I told you that the United States military policy is based on what's best for Saudi Arabia, you would think I had lost my mind. Our military policy, our educational policy, all of our public policies need to have the best interest of Americans uh, as their primary goal. Therefore, what does the nation need? We don't need lots of unskilled workers. That might have worked in 1965 when the current law was put together, but those jobs have largely gone overseas, and what we're finding is if you bring in large numbers of unskilled workers, they are stuck in a cycle of poverty. And that's not what we want for the immigrants, and it's not what we want for the future of America. There's also um, large pockets of unemployment that remain in the United States, in our inner cities, in Appalachia, in parts of the Mississippi Delta. These are, pocket, these are, are, are pockets that could be recruited if the labor market is tight. Remember, a tight labor market is the best friend of people who have been traditionally locked out of the job cycle. And therefore, if you have uncontrolled immigration and people flocking into the country without any controls, as many of the Democrats are suggesting, you're going to have a situation where America's socially disadvantaged, already socially disadvantaged, are going to be even more disadvantaged. Okay, let me ask you about the, I guess, the 800-pound elephant in the room is every time we talk about immigration, it doesn't seem like we can avoid somebody accusing conservatives of racism. You just don't like brown people, Dave. That's uh, that's what they're going to argue. The easiest way to blow up a conversation nowadays is to racialize it. And uh, that's why, you know, FAIR is proud. We've had a 40-year record where we have never supported uh, any immigration policy that favors one group over another. Uh, Honestly, when you're talking about immigration in 2019, you're talking about people coming from developing countries mostly. There's just not that big of a demand for people from Europe or any other developed countries to come to the United States. You know, immigration is a win-win situation. If we can select people who are going to come here and succeed, then they get their American dream and we get a better country as Americans. Therefore, you you can't allow anybody who starts off a conversation by by waving the race flag is simply trying to kill the discussion. Should we build a physical wall on the southern border? Well, absolutely. I mean, there are parts of the southern border that already have a wall. A lot of people don't know that. And it's certainly not a wall from the Gulf of Mexico to the uh, uh, 
Pacific Ocean, but the Border Patrol are the biggest advocates of, of this, not the politician. Uh, but with that said, the Border Patrol is crystal clear on this, is that uh, walls work. And in places where there have been border walls built, and I've seen this with my own eyes, uh, I've been in this debate for 30 years now, and in the sectors where border walls have been built, apprehensions plunge, drug interventions plunge, and uh, walls work, they're a deterrent, they're not the answer, they're part of, an, of a comprehensive approach to illegal immigration, but in these high-traffic areas along the border, you know, we're not talking about 2,000 miles of border, we're probably talking about 400 miles of it that would actually have walls in there. And some of the other parts of the border, uh, the Border Patrol has suggested remote sensors, you know, you can have drones, there are many other technologies that are available, but, you know, let the experts tell you where they want the walls, but they've been crystal clear about their support of the border wall. All right. Now, people want to keep up with what you're doing, whether it's the trip or, or your other media appearances. What's uh, the best way, David? Yeah, well, check us out at fairus.org, on Facebook at Federation for American Immigration Reform, or on Twitter at Fair Immigration. Again, we're the nation's oldest and largest immigration watchdog group. We're fighting for immigration in the national interest. Uh, and we have been working on that for 40 years now. All right, Dave Ray from uh, FAIR, appreciate the time today. You bet, Mike. Great to be with you, my friend. Well, still ahead in just a few minutes, why aren't our kids learning real economics? Find out how to get common sense economics in your local school and what kind of a difference that could make for them. I'm Mike Ferguson. This is American Viewpoints. You know, the windshield is glass broke and, and screeching and... I saw, you know, a body come down from off the top of the the van and I just thought, "Oh my gosh, what have I done?" I just thought, "What have I done?" There's never never a day that I I wake up that I don't think about it. Learn more at itcanwait.com. A message from AT&T, Missouri. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.